Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey everybody, welcome to Marriage and Martinis. I'm Adam, here's Danielle. Hello. <laughs> Feeling a little weird, a little awkward. It's so weird. Is it echoey in here? It, I think so. Yeah, a little bit. If it's echoey, it's because we are, our podcast room is not really a podcast room yet. It's just a room in the house that we are using as a podcast room that we are going to transform, but it has not been transformed yet. Mm-hmm. So it's just this open area that, uh, yeah, it's so echoey. Yeah, but you know what's weird? When we first started in two houses ago, mm-hmm. <laughs> there was it was open. There was no, it wasn't a closed room either. So this should be kind of on par. On par, yeah. Right. So when it was terrible audio back then, <laughs> that's what we're getting now. No, that was terrible content and terrible podcasting i think (laughs) it's crazy to me that people like are like i started at the beginning and i love it i'm like what don't do that no don't (laughs) do that no go backwards and then you'll be like oh you guys have come a long way right yeah yeah the whole look we're in the new house i think that's important to Mm -hmm. say for everybody who's been following along with this move which for some reason feels like the never-ending move, um, maybe because we're no longer just moving around the corner. We're moving, you know, we moved forty minutes away, and it's a whole new thing. Maybe because we have all these other things happening simultaneously, with like Mia getting ready for college, which we have not done. Like she's leaving in three weeks, and yesterday she's like, "Mom, I ordered a comforter." I'm like, "Great, you need a lot more than just a comforter to go to she college." She ordered her own comforter. Well, no. She sent it to me and I ordered it. Right, okay. She sent me the link. <laughs> I didn't think she ordered no, a comforter. But at least she picked one. Right. I mean, I'm I, I'm every day I'm like, "Mia, you have you have no time. Like everything is going to be sold out." And she, yeah, but she got her housing assignment. She's um, you know, she's on her way. It's mm. It's crazy, but I haven't really even been able to digest it because of everything else going on. You know, the, the boys are starting new school and Mia's going to college. Like, yeah. I've, look, we've, we've been through some shit, mm-hmm. right? We've been through a lot. We've done a lot of things. We've made a lot of mistakes. Forever. We've done, yeah, like all the things. Mm-hmm. We are now in a place where we are going through the biggest changes of our lives, right? Like the move, college, high school, middle school, you know, work change. Like uh, Again. What? Well, the boys are both repeating their grades. I think it's yeah. important to point out. Ian is, report, is um, repeating ninth grade and Jonah is repeating sixth grade, which I think is one of the best decisions ever. Um, oh, we hope so. 
Well, I think right. so. I yeah. really think so. I really think that extra year for both of them will be great. I, I think that it's just, if nothing else, it just gives them like a little extra padding in, you know, the social aspect of it. And we never did it with Jonah, <clears throat> who is by far the youngest in his grade when he was in public school. But academically, he's very advanced. So when we had to make the choice, we chose to, you know, to not hold him back even though I, I desperately wanted to all the teachers was like you can't hold him back mm. and I was like he's a Silverstein we can't hold him back <laughs> no I, I mean I, I think the biggest reason for doing this is we want them to have the full experience of their schools right like to yeah. start with the kids who are starting in the school starting in sixth grade starting in ninth grade and have the full four year or seven year experience yeah. with all of the kids right yeah and I think that they both, you know, I think... And our kids could use some maturing, so... For anybody <laughs> you know? who's listened to Malcolm Gladwell, or listened, because I only listen to books, which you, I know you don't consider actual reading, but mm. Malcolm Gladwell, who I love, um, he, you know, he wrote Outliers, and, and a lot of what he says in Outliers is that you um, kids who are, um, you know who are born, I don't know, is it the beginning of the year or the end of the year? I can't do the math. But whatever it is that makes you older in the grade, you know, look, it, it turns out that they're the ones who benefit because it, in a sense, the fact that we, you know, everyone takes the SAT on the same date of the same year, no matter how old you are, or the fact that, you know, you're applying to colleges at the same time, even though, like when you're 14, 15, 16, those months even make a huge difference. Oh, sure. And so Malcolm Gladwell will say, you know, he went to University of Pennsylvania to do um, an experiment. And the experiment basically proved that most of the kids who get into these Ivy League schools and get into these, you know, great schools for higher education are the kids who are are on the older side for their grade. Look, they are, you know, they've had more time to mature. They've had more time to, you know, prepare for an interview. They've had more time to take the AP classes. Like, it's a big deal when you're, you know, a younger junior and an older junior. I mean, those are just like really, really crucial times. So anyway, a lot of people do it for sports. A lot of Ian's friends actually have, you know, what's it called? Red, 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 red shirted, red shirted, I think. And I, I think it's called, know. I think it's called red shirting where for sports, a lot of kids stay back so that, you know, they're even more mature physically and everything mm -hmm. to play sports. And he has some friends this year who he would like literally talk to online and they were home doing online school just to hold them over because they were I think it's redshirting I think that's what it's called and then the next year they were going to go into the grade they were supposed to go into the year before so that they would be bigger stronger more mature more ready for the football team or the basketball team or whatever that's a big thing and obviously yeah, it makes sense that I mean, has nothing to do with why we did it even as far as academically goes, like I don't, you know, I'm, I didn't do it so that they would be advanced academically or anything like that. I literally did it because I feel like they both can benefit in so many ways socially. And, you know, Ian has ADHD. Jonah literally was the youngest kid in his class. But but it took some convincing to, for Ian to 
you know, when we first said, like, we think you should stay back, he said, there's no way I'm mm. staying back. And then he sort of, you know, processed it and and figured out, you know what? Okay, I'll do whatever it takes to, you know, to have the best experience. So Yeah, well, now he's like, fuck yeah, I'm excited about the school. Like, yeah, yeah, I'll do whatever obsessed. it takes. Like, yeah, yeah, whatever yeah. I have to do, it's fine. Exactly, yeah. yeah. All right. But that has nothing to do with what we're talking about. No, now, right? it does. does it, it does because we're talking about changes and life changes. Okay. And, you know, these are life changes that we have sort of, I guess, inflicted on our kids is the wrong word. But we kind of made the decision for them. Right. And Jonah's sort of like, OK, I'll do whatever you want because he's Jonah. And, you know, he's our kid who, when he comes in, says, where should I put my shoes in the new <laughs> house? Like he's just, you know, the only that one kid. in yeah. our family that does that. Yeah. But um, but for sure, we are, you know, we're making big decisions that are going to affect the rest of their lives. Mm-hmm. And that is a huge burden and a huge responsibility. And, to- and ours, too. Right. Like yeah. we've made some major changes. Like we've made all the changes right in the last year mm-hmm. that's going to affect us, going to affect our kids, going to affect everything about us. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but for the good. For the good. I hope Hopefully. so. I think so. So yeah. far, yes. Mm-hmm. So far, so good. <laughs> so far, so good. <laughs> yeah, yeah we're, we've been here for a week. <laughs> right. <laughs> but we are lit- literally living it. Like you just brought down a, um, <laughs> you just brought down a lamp from Jonah's room for the podcast room because we have nothing. Um, and you know, we are living like my friend the other day texted me and was like, can I come over and see the house? And I was like, no, just go to your local storage unit and <laughs> you'll see. I mean, we are living amidst chaos. Well, we're sitting in darkness right now with that lamp in the corner. Mm-hmm. Um, but listen, all for good. I'm happy this is happening and we'll get into all the reasons. Right. But yeah. we're living in chaos, in my opinion, in a good way, finally for us. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So I will explain a little bit. So I think we've spoken a lot about the fact that, look, we got married young. Um, I am a, a true believer, and and this stems a little bit from what Glennon Doyle says. Again, I I always say, you know, I I love Glennon Doyle. She has a lot of amazing, um, what I call zingers, right? She has a lot of amazing phrases and quotes and whatever that, you know, and, and, and life philosophies that I truly believe in. Um, sometimes I get frustrated with her, uh, but I do really love her and think that she's an incredible voice today, you know, but she says a lot of times that we, until a certain time in your life, you're kind of living society's life you're living societal rules you're you know you're just basically going by okay this is what everyone expects from me and and I say it I've said it before I think that I got married really young we got married really young. both of us yeah Yeah, we did together yeah (laughs) both of us together um and in a sense I remember being you know 23 24 and being like holy shit I'm winning like I am ahead of everybody else we are about to get married I'm about to marry you know a guy I, I really love and we're you know we're gonna have babies and you know he has this great career and and all of these things that I felt like those were those were the it was a jackpot in a sense as far as it was the societal jackpot right I, I yeah for you 
Well, <laughs> maybe, mean, yeah. but 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 I also think your parents felt like that, and you know, and my parents. Like I think we were being good kids. We were doing all the right things mm. as as kids who were considered quote unquote bad kids for whatever we had done. Like we made it. Like we're actually doing it. Yeah. We're doing the life. Here's thing. the proof. Right. Here's the proof. Yeah. We are. We we are. You know what's the word? Um, we are healed and you know we are ready to do whatever it takes to be the best in society just to follow the right path like get married have babies buy a house right you know we did all the all right those th- th- yeah, we all the literally things, followed that path mm. verbatim and then i think we got to a certain point where obviously we broke down and we're sort of like holy shit this is this is not our life. We are living a life that doesn't feel like us. And I think you went off the rails and, you know, I in my own way off went off the rails and it got to a point where we were sort of like, okay, this, this is not, we can't, this is not sustainable. You know, we can't, we, we were kind of miserable. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I, I think that there were two things that happened. And I think it's very relatable in the sense that I think a lot of people are probably like, yeah, I did what I was supposed to do. And and I say it a lot. I wish somebody at some point had said to me, you do not need to follow these rules. They're made up. They're fake. It's not real. This is not, you know, this is a societal construction of this is what works better for capitalism or this is what works better for the majority, you know, to keep progressing in the way we are as a patriarchy and all these things i just saw barbie twice so you're very yeah i'm gonna be very yes yes so um i feel like we got to a point so i feel like there are two versions of our life i feel like there is bp and i feel like there's ap and the bp is before podcast and the ap is after podcast and I feel like the before podcast was where we were doing everything for everybody else. Um, we were trying to satisfy this archetype of this is how you do things. And then I think the AP, the after podcast was we were kind of doing things for ourselves and trying to figure shit out mm-hmm. and be authentic to us. And, you know, I hate to use the word authentic because I know it's like a cliche, but we were. And I think it started to allow us to be on whatever journey we were going to be on. And I know not, look, nobody has a pod, like most people don't have a podcast unless Uh, you're a celebrity. If you're a celebrity, (laughs) you got a podcast. But when we started our podcast, nobody had a podcast. So I'm not saying that like, oh, you're fucked if you don't have a podcast because you're not going to be able to, whatever it is that allows you to, you know, be that on authentic self, whether it's therapy, whether it's, you know, some kind of um, journey or voyage that you take together, like whatever that is that makes you say to yourselves, wait a minute, we are us. We need to be us. Um, I think that started for us with the podcast in 2018. Mm-hmm. And, and, and it took time still. But this, I think, is the next move Six years later, well, how long is that? Two thousand eighteen or two twenty twenty three? Six years. That's six yeah. years. We're yeah. in our sixth year of the podcast. Wow. We, yeah, we just started our sixth wow. year. Holy shit! Yeah, I know. 
But I think in my mind, this moving away from where we were and, you know, and sort of being like, okay, we want to go back to our, our, our roots. roots. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that that was kind of the next step of this is us. Let's bring it to this move. Okay. Because mm-hmm. I think this is a huge change for us. Right. Because one of the questions that you asked me was, you know, what were my life goals back then, right? 20 years ago. What are my life goals today? What are the differences, right? So I think this this move, where we are, what we're doing now, kind of solidifies the fact of where my head is today. And I think both of us, I think you agree with where I am, or I am now, right? Because before it was, what were my life goals? It was bigger house, bigger car, you know, nicer cars. And we had young kids. So what were our goals, right? Disney world vacations and Jimboree classes and the best schools for, you know, little kids and not talking about college yet. Right. It's, it's, it's very strange, right? Like I wanted the big house, the big property, the big lot, the big, you know, and I was finding it was too much. It was a headache. It was driving me nuts. And like the maintenance of it and the cost of it and, you know, all those things. And I never heard of this town that we're in now, right? But we, you know, we grew up in the Princeton area. Wait, what? You never heard of this town? No. I didn't know it was a town. I knew there was a school here. I thought that was the name of the school. I didn't know, like, that was the name of the oh town. Oh, my God. I never knew that. Yeah. Okay. That's yeah, I had a friend back, at, like, in the day, like, when I was in sleepaway camp, like, a friend who was, you know, he went there for high school. Mm-hmm. Um, different, you know, different time, different school, but doesn't matter. But anyway... I never knew when, like, when we found this place, I never knew, like, there was, like, when I, when we pulled up, it's this, like, small town walking, like, like, when you're watching Father of the Bride, when they're, you know, they're, they're, like, we don't have kids, like, babies anymore, but when they're pushing the stroller, like, and there's tree, you know, like, they can walk anywhere, and there's, you know, people waving, passing, like, that small town vibe, you know, Mm -hmm. which I never knew really existed until I found this and I'm like, holy shit. I, this is like, I think this is what like is meant for me. Like, this is where I want to be. I wish I had a baby in a stroller. I don't, I have kids going to college and high school and middle school. Right. So that's not happening, but like, I can still walk them to like, we can all walk to town and get ice cream. We can all walk to town and get pizza. We can all, you know, like I just never knew this was real life. Mm -hmm. And I was just so excited to find this. And we did. And, I thought this is where we were supposed to be. So I said to you, our boys are going to the school. We're not driving. So you wanted to move here before the boys got into the school. No, why would I if they weren't going to the school? Oh, come on. We <laughs> what? we went to see a house literally that backed up to the football field of the school. Oh, before they got in. Correct. Yeah, right. We were and, applying. And you were right. like, yeah, let's buy it. And I was like. I'm not buying a house and then if my kids don't get in, I'm <laughs> right. staring at the fucking football field. And I was like, oh, yeah, they might have gone there had they gotten it. Like, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you were you were sold even before. I was because I found this like small town, you know, living vibe that I was like drawn to. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I was so pulled away from what I thought was where we were supposed to be 20 years later, mm-hmm. you know, found this place that I need to be here. Mm. you know 
And I was like praying for the kids to get into the school because I wanted to be here. And yes, I would have a, you know, I have a long commute to work. I, you know, it's a 50 minute drive every, you know, but I was, you know, everybody does that. You know, people commute to the city, people commute, you know, to, Mm -hmm. and it's, you know, so what I'm finding so far, it's, wow, I have 50 minutes to myself in the fucking car to listen to podcasts and like just relax and drink my coffee and like mm-hmm. whatever. Like, I love it. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, listen, it's a week. It's been a week. Right, exactly. Let's see what happens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So far, you know, it's fitting everything yeah, But that people do. I mean, first of all, your commute is lovely and it's, you know. It's lovely. There's no traffic. No. Like, there's no. People commute to the city every day and it's madness. Yeah, and yeah that I, that I, I don't think I could do that. I did that at 6 a.m. taking me to school in the morning right. for, you know, I mean, I did it. It, it fucking sucked. Mm. But. It was worth every. It was worth it by far. I mean, now that looking back at the time, every morning I'd be like, "Are you fucking kidding me? Are you really going from the turnpike to the parkway to the boat?" Like, mm. it was. It sucked. Yeah. But now I'm sort of like, of course, it was worth all of it. Mm-hmm. Um. But yeah, I think this house, this town, everything that's happening now, is, is so reflective of all the changes that have happened with us, especially with you, because I do know that I said to you, you know, almost 25 years ago, we should live in this area. This is us. This is where we met. This is our place. We love it. And, you know, and your whole thing was, oh, I'm not commuting 45 minutes every day and I can't do that and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, it was a different Adam. It was. And mm. I was so excited to be in the town that we were in. Were like, you? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it really was. Oh, that's weird. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, so many years ago, yes. I, like, you know, th- the way I felt back then, there was a status to it. There was, you know, a location to it. There was, you know, all the things hmm. that I was like, oh, we live here. Like, you know. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Look, I very much feel like I don't. Look, now that we lived there and every house that we lived in, even though I talk about moving and how much it sucked, with every single house that I was in, maybe not the first one, but other than that, I have best friends from each one, right? So as much as I bitch about it all, I'm also sort of like, I have, my people are from there. And, And that was, you know, I spent two days... When you had already come to this house, because we had like a stay of occupancy, is that? Use and occupancy, yeah. Yeah, we had a, what is it called? A UNO or something? UNO, yeah. UNO. Yeah, I know all the lingo. (laughs) Um, And I was at our old house because, again, the cats, and we're going to fucking get into the cats, Um, but the cats were still, you know, they're indoor, outdoor cats. Domino, if you all follow, oh, was our, our feral mom who never let us touch her. And now, you know, she's part of us. And her son, Thumper, who was also part of us. But we lived in the woods. So we let them out in the morning. We had the attractive collar on after Thumper ran away for eight days. And it was a beautiful existence for them, right? Like they were out <laughs> all day. What? No, nothing. Go ahead. Yeah. Yeah, this is big for me. I know it is. So they had this amazing existence of they were out all day. You know, of course, the weather's beautiful right now. So it's also, you know, in the winter, not so much. But now, you know, they're out there like climbing trees and, you know, meeting friends in their feral village, (laughs) wherever that is in the woods. And, you know, they're both spayed and neutered. So I wasn't like worried about them, you know, repopulating the earth with feral cats. And 
Um, I, I was just like, oh my God, they have the best existence ever. And the last two days that I was in the house that I stayed there because the painters were here and so we didn't want the dogs and the cats and blah, blah, blah and you, you stayed here. I was in our backyard in our old house, literally in mourning. I was crying about, you know, everything, leaving my friends, leaving the life we had, the memories, the house that I loved, you know, even though we had only been there not even three years, I loved that house. And mostly the fucking cats. I was literally like... From the moment we knew we were moving, I was a mess about these fucking cats. Mm-hmm. Well, with each move, with each house, I w- you know, I would go say to you, you know, if we didn't move there, you wouldn't have met so-and-so. And that happened each time we made a move, right? Yeah. Like we met like some of our best friends ever with each move, mm-hmm. you know? And then, uh, I don't know, with the cats, this is new to me. You know, like oh, this whole, too. yeah, this whole cat thing, right? Mm-hmm. But, you know, we, what are we supposed to do? Leave them inside for two weeks before we're supposed to let them I'm out? I'm not doing that. Oh, what are you doing? We have a fucking train in our backyard. <laughs> they have not given us shit about not being outside. Oh, you're, blah, you're at work. I've been at work for what? Four days. Like, Where are you here? all night? Your noise box is on. Yeah, but yeah. Why, are they scratching at the door? Oh my god! Thumper but wait, cries all day all they night. don't. They don't. I'm and here then at the... night, all night, Thumper is crying to go out. All right, let him out. <laughs> you sound like my mom. My mom's like, "Oh, you'll get yeah. new pads." <laughs> right. All right. Wait, wait, let's take a break. Okay. All right. We'll be right back. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. So, uh, you know, I'm, I've always considered myself a very responsible pet owner, right? Like, and then these cats, without any doing of our own, came into our life. You know, our kids fell in love with them, and they are wonderful cats, beautiful cats, right? Like, mm. they don't look like they're beautiful, clean, amazing cats. But, yeah, we went through a couple, you know, yeah, 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 trial yeah, and errors. True. Had, but. Yeah, that's true. But, you know, I, so when I, when I, when you started talking to me about moving where we are, I, my thoughts were, I had two thoughts that were the biggest in my mind of, holy shit, I can't do this. And the first one was the fact that, you know, my parents are from here and they moved where we are to be near us. And then I was going to be like, oh, by the way, we're moving back there. Mm. You guys, peace out. Like you guys are going to be here to fend for yourselves, you know, and, and, so I felt super guilty about that, even though they've been there for 10, you know, they were there for 10 years with us. And actually now they're moving back with us. Mm-hmm. But, you know, a little bit, I was sort of like, oh, my God, how do I do this to them? They're too old to move and this and that. And then the second thing literally was I can't I, I, I put off this move so long because of these cats. I was like, as a responsible <laughs> animal lover, I cannot take them out of this situation and put them in this other situation. And 
you know, look, obviously we're a super loving family that like most cats would die to be a part of. And we, we, we wanted to take them because we realized if we left them, who knows the people who bought our house or whatever. I don't know. Are they cat lovers? Maybe not. I don't know. But so we took them and every single day, I swear to God, I feel like that parent who, you know, missed like the Christmas recital or didn't go to the tournament or whatever. And I literally look at them and then I'm like, oh, you need more shit. Like you need more stuff to mm. keep you occupied inside. Oh, and inside. you took care of that. Uh, our family room <laughs> right now, we have no furniture in there because none of our stuff has come in. It is a fucking cat carnival in there. Yeah, it looks like when you have your kids party and get all the... Yes, yeah. yes. It's a, it's a fucking cat playroom. Our kids go in there and they're like, whoa like yeah, they the have way more yeah, yeah, yeah. mazes and uh, i yeah. have all of it <laughs> and then i look at them and i'm like oh you guys are tired of that okay i'm on amazon like finding <laughs> yeah. the new stuff like i have insane cat guilt and so you know those were really my two biggest hang-ups with moving and um and so that's where we are right now. And we have workers in and out of our house all day. So I'm like making sure the cats don't get out. It's a fucking pain in the ass moving. It sucks to know. Oh, you hear him? <laughs> yeah. He wants to go out. He's like, he's like, please. No, he wants to go in the basement. He's like, it's the great outdoors. You guys suck. I hate this shit. So anyway. No, that's- but, but, but why did we do it? Right. So I said to you, the boy, the boys got into the school. Right. So you're not going to be going back and forth. Oh, hey, Thumper is walking yeah. across everything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, you know, you're not going to be going back and forth, driving the kids to school in the morning, and one wants to leave early, and one wants to leave later, and then you're like back and forth four times a day. Like, that's not happening. Mm-hmm. And our weekends are going to be, they want to see their friends. So every Friday and Saturday and Sunday, we're driving back. Like, no, I will commute to the store and... We will live in that area so they can just walk to school, mm-hmm. right? So it just made sense. The Like, this is the first move that really made sense for us. Well, it wasn't for financial reasons, right? Right. Like, there have been other moves where, you know, as we've said before, with the bigger and better and this and that, like, we needed to do it for financial reasons. This is for life reasons. And, and I, it feels good on so many levels. But... It's still a move. Mm. Uh huh. Oh yeah, it was. Yeah, um, but I wanted to talk a little bit about the fact that you know we're in our forties right now, and you know we're forty-five. You're forty-six now. Mm-hmm. Happy birthday, by the yeah. way. It was a fantastic birthday. No, awful. Yeah, and so was our anniversary, by the but way. But I got you lobster. <laughs> you know, our our anniversary was awful. Also, I know. I owe you so many reviews. Yeah, I know. Um, but you know, I, I wanted to talk a little bit about the fact that. I think that we have a daughter entering college and and one of the things that I think to myself, you know, she says to my, she says she loved the high school she went to, you know, she went to like she's obsessed. And she always says in 4 years or 5 years because it's a 5 year program for teaching that she's going to, I'm going to go back there and teach. Which if that happens, I'm thrilled if that's what she wants i'm 100 percent on board it's a fantastic place and she found herself there and it changed her life and all of these things but uh, one of the things I, I i was thinking about about change is that she's entering college and you know i remember being her age and being like holy fuck i need to 
pick a major. I need to figure out what I'm doing. Where am I going with my life? You know, I had to pick a... Um, where I went at NYU, there were, you know, six schools. There was, you know, business and theater and College of Arts and Sciences and independent study and all these things. And you, like, pick which school when you're 17, 18. Where am I going? What am I concentrating my studies on? And and that kind of solidifies what you're going to be doing for a really long time in your life, right? And even if you don't go to college and you pick a trade, you go to cosmetology school or you go, you know, to carpentry school or whatever it is, you are kind of locked in to this is what I'm going to do. And for me, who had no fucking clue what I wanted to do, all I knew was that I loved college. I loved the classes. I loved learning. Like, I really could be a lifelong learner who's just always in school. And the podcast gives that to me somewhat, right? Like, I'm always learning new things. I'm always talking to new people. It's an amazing, incredible thing that we have. But at the time when I was younger, and I remember thinking to myself like, oh my God, I I don't know what the fuck I want to do, right? Like, I don't know what I want to do with my life. And I think that was a little bit of what put me into the, well, I'm going to get married and I'm going to have kids and blah, blah, blah. And then I don't have to pick a career. And, you know, that kind of set that whole thing off. But to me, it feels crazy when she says, oh, I'm going to be a teacher and this and that and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, look, you're 17. You know, give it time. And, and you don't need to pick right this instant what you're going to be. And it's, it's crazy to me that, that that's when you're expected to pick that. And we have friends who are dentists and doctors and lawyers and and they're sort of like they're 45 now like us where you know we're sort of changing things up and we have the podcast and this and that and they're sort of like dude I went to fucking medical school or I went to dental school like this is it this is it for the rest of my life like this is what I'm doing how do I do anything else and so to me that feels unfair right that we sort of set people up in the fact that you pick something in college and then that's it. You're that's you for the rest of your life. Like that seems insane to me. Well, I mean, like what like in my situation, right? Like I didn't I I went to college. I failed out in 6 months because I didn't do anything, right? So I had nothing. Luckily, thank goodness I had a business to fall back on because of my family. I've been doing it for 25 years, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's like I you know, we we've done the now or never episode, you know, it's always where, you know, so I'm thinking at this point, what do I want to be when I grow up? Right. Do I want to keep doing this for the rest of my life? Do I want to like take this podcast and do something with that? Like what else could we do with it? You know, it's, it's, you know, I'm 46, you know, what's, is this now what I'm doing for the rest of my life or is there something else? Is there something I, you know, is, is the podcast, can I do something with this to make this the rest of my life other than what I'm doing or, intertwined with what I'm doing, right? So I'm making those same decisions now. Oh, what am I, 30 years older than she is at this point? Holy shit. Am I? 30? Mm-hmm. Yeah, 28 years. Yeah, I, we were tw- I was 28, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, like, I'm making the same decisions that we're kind of, like, telling mm-hmm. her, at, you know, mm-hmm. and, like, don't make, you know, if that's what you want to do, great. Mm-hmm. You know, like, shoot for it, but 
don't be so solidified in the fact of what you think you want to do yet. Experience college, ex- you know, enjoy it. Yeah. Find out what do you really want to do? What do you really want to be? Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And, and, you know, I, I did a little bit of a deep dive on what happiness experts say, because, you know, I think that a lot of things that we are, forced into believing are the right things to do, you know, like picking a major when you're a sophomore in college or a freshman in college or getting really locked in. It doesn't make sense. And and it is true. So happiness experts, you know, Harvard did this whole study and they say, you know, for everything, there is a season. There's a time to be an expert at this. There's a time to be an expert at that. You don't need to be an expert at the same thing forever. You'll, you'll never know, in fact, if the next great thing might happen unless you stop doing the last great thing. And they do say, these experts, you know, Harvard did a study. Yale has a whole course on um, happiness that actually anybody can take. We can take it. Um, there's a podcast by the woman who teaches the course. And their whole thing is you should only be determining your life 10 years at a time. Never, ever should you be making a choice now where you're like, this is the rest of my life, no matter what. If you go to medical school, if you go to you know law school, whatever it is, you are planning within the next 10 years because, you know, you're once you get to a certain point, you should feel like you're still wanting to grow and change and 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 all of these things and when you're locked into a certain thing you're sort of like okay I'm an expert at this now right if you open a dental practice you're an expert at being a dentist you know you're you're yeah I think the hard part about that is right like if you go to school to be a dentist or to be a doctor or a lawyer right you've spent $400,000 in educational expenses, in loans, in, you know, and you have to pay that shit back, Mm -hmm. right? So how do you do that? Mm -hmm. You do that shit for the rest of your life. How can in 10 years you, when your loan is more than the loan that you took out, Mm -hmm. switch gears and be like, oh, I don't want to be a dentist. I want to be a paleontologist. (laughs) I don't know. I was watching Friends. Fine teeth of the dinosaurs instead. I was watching Friends, so that's the first thing that came to my mind today. Uh But you know know what I'm saying? Like, so it's not that easy to just like switch gears and be like, oh, I don't want to do that. Yeah. After I went to college and spent $400,000 to get that degree. Right. Now what do I want to do? Well, that's that's how my dad felt when I graduated NYU after $150,000. You know, back in the day, now it's $350,000. And I was like, I'm going to be a stay at home mom. I think he was like, the fuck you are. You know, like I just fucking spent, you know, even though my mom was a stay at home mom. So he was probably like, all right, you know, whatever. But I do think there's that a little bit of like, uh, look, the monetary aspect of it is definitely problematic. But I do think that what they're saying is, even if it's not career, some kind of major life change in your life every 10 years is necessary in order to feel revitalized and like you're, you know, you're living anew. I mean, where we are now and what we just did is to me very revitalizing. Like 
even though I'm from here, you know, it's been 30 years. There's new restaurants. There's new, you know, you move to a new place and it's like, all of a sudden you are discovering all of these new things. And I'm not saying everybody should move, you know, to a new place. If you love where you live, you live there. But there's always new things to be done. And to change something up every 10 years, something major, right? I mean, we're in our 40s and some some of my best friends right now are getting divorced. And that sounds terrible to most people, you know. Oh my God, they're getting divorced and blah, blah, blah. It has revitalized them. And again, I'm not saying go divorce your partner unless you really want to. I'm just saying, you know, they got to a, a point where they were like, holy shit, it's now or never, right? Like like you say with business and, and a career and whatever, like I'm 46, it's now or never. And and they kind of got to that point where some of my very good friends where they were like, it's now or never. And, and they did it, you know, and that's what they're doing. I have other friends who all of a sudden are, you know, leaving. They, they have kids in college and they're going with their partner and they're, you know, going to Africa or they're going to like people are doing shit in your 40s. I think it's where we are right now is a decade. Even though I think every decade should be like this, it is a decade of now or never, right? Mm -hmm. It is a decade of of change, of, of making decisions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You sort of feel like you're at that, whether or not it's true, you're sort of at that halfway point, right? You're sort of at that, yeah. you know, right? It's like when I used to run the marathon and it would be two loops around and the first loop was 13.1 and you could go to the left and be done or you could go to the right and keep going on the 26.2. You know, you're sort of at that point. Am I turning left and, you know, like getting off and doing something else or am I going to keep going around the second path? And and I think that that's sort of where we are right now. And it is sort of pivotal like that we you, I don't want to say you forced me to do this because you didn't force no, me. No, not at all. But the way you pushed me, I'm very thankful for. I'm thankful that you pushed me to do this. And it has sucked at every fucking point. Like, it has sucked. Like, it sucks. Well, I'd rather deal with pushing you to do this than deal with you on a daily basis of... Oh, I had to drive them to school. I had to drive them home and then I had to go back and pick another one up. Yeah, but this move is so much more than that. No, but if we didn't make the move, you would be complaining every single day about the driving back and forth. Correct. From the but what I'm saying one is one or two times. This was a life move. This wasn't just a driving move. This was a no, that, we that, are our whole life now is different, which is fantastic. Yeah, no, yeah. no, hundred percent. Yeah, no, but 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 the main purpose of why I thought it was smart to make this move was because I didn't want to hear your bitching about driving back and forth four oh. times a day. Right. And do, is that something that sounds like you would think about your morning, you know, when you were doing it with Mia, it was awful. Mm -hmm. And now you're doing it for two children mm -hmm. and one might not be coming home the same time as the other. Right. So you're doing it four times a day instead of one or two. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like it just didn't make sense. And then our weekends are screwed because, you know, they have they have a thing at the school or at the friend's house or, you know, so we're that's our you know, like. So I I just thought it was the right. And I said, listen, I'll do the commute. I'm, you know, I'll go to, you know, I'll drive to work and I'll drive home from work. Like not mm -hmm. have you to do it. The boys can fucking walk to school now, mm -hmm. you know, so you have no commute. Like I just didn't want to. 
Yeah, no, on so many levels, I, I do think that this change is really good. And I think that, um, you know, it does feel good to be brought back to my roots. I know that that feels super weird, but um, I do think so. You know, and it was it's interesting because my dad was sort of like um he was like a a a very important person where we you know where I grew up and you know Ron Warren was a very important person where I grew up and like we are my dad and I are very different but we have many similarities and everything and and I coming back here am already experiencing stuff that I didn't appreciate about him like you know, I get annoyed at my dad. We've talked about it before. You know, he's very religious and that's been hard for me and everything. Um, but he was a pillar kind of of the community where we where we're from. And um, and, you know, we met. Well, I met. Well, we met somebody, you know, I'm not going to say where or the the intricacies of it just out of, you know, respect for them. But we met somebody who I became very close with moving here. And, um, and it was very interesting because I haven't made a new friend probably since we were, you know, since we moved two houses ago, I haven't made a new friend and I made a very good friend very quickly. And you kept saying to me about this person, like, why do they like us so much? And why are, you know, why are they, giving us so much attention like wait mm-hmm. you couldn't quite get it and 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 I kept saying like they're just a good person and that's why they're you know that's why they like us so much and and it was funny because I went out to dinner with them last night and we got to talking or whatever and she was talking about her grandmother and this and that and how close they were and I always love talking about grandmothers because I was so close with my grandmother and as she was leap I took an uber home she was driving home and I said a text to my dad to say, hey, her uncle went to the same high school you went to. Do you know this person? And my dad said, no, but I know somebody by the same last name. And the first name was this. And they were a patient of mine. And, you know, I loved them and I loved their family and whatever. And she called me immediately and was like, what's your maiden name? And I said, Warren. My maiden name is Warren. And she said, your dad is Ron Warren? And I said, yeah, that's my dad. And she was like, oh, my God, my grandmother loved your father. And and it was like a very weird experience of like, a, you know, I'm back to my roots. This is she knows my dad. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and it was like a very cool moment also because it was sort of like a, I've oh, I, she and I have felt like a connection to each other since we met. And this was sort of like a weird kind of, you know, like we did that solidifying whole, the connection. Yeah, yeah. And we did that episode with Jamila and Erica recently of platonic soulmates are real. You know, like I truly believe that, you know, with Erica and Jamila of good mom, bad choices. Like we were meant to meet them and, you know, love them and whatever. And like this was the first person I really have felt like this about in a long time. But it was also sort of like it's so nice to be back in a place where like people know my dad and and my mom and you know this is where they were from and and the history of my family and you know there's just a a nice thing about that and whether or not you go back to your roots everybody has somewhere that feels like home right like whatever that is you know your mom probably will always no matter how long she's in New Jersey Brooklyn will always be home to her 
you know, you're, you know, like that is just, I think everybody has that spot and this is my spot, you know, and, and you, I mean, in a sense, the woman who I'm talking about brought us back here because we wouldn't be here, I think, without her. But at the same time, like you brought me back here and you brought us back here and I'm grateful for that. Um, Well, I did not grow up here, but mm -hmm. like I've been here a week and it feels like home to Mm -hmm. me already, Mm -hmm. which is bizarre. All right. We let's take another break. And this is going to be a long episode. Okay, Is that okay? Mm -hmm. It's okay with me. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high end goods for 50 to 80 percent less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at fifty dollars luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Okay. So the funniest thing since we've moved mm-hmm. is you. Oh. <laughs> I okay. mean... You have always been someone who hired someone for everything. <clears throat> I mean, literally, like, everything. I mean, I you, hope you're going to talk me up here for a little bit. Uh, okay, so <laughs> so we... Okay, so we're, we moved to a small town, like you said. Mm. We're, you know, we have a small yard, a small house, like, small or house that mm. we're used to. And within one day, I mean, the way you morphed, on, on our front porch, we have a front porch, which is super cool. Right. And if anybody has any front porch ideas, please, I need <laughs> front porch ideas. But within one day, first of all, you, so you have a, a, a lawnmower, now a push I lawnmower. Yeah. You do, yep. which you're super proud of. Um, New Balance sneakers, like the dad <laughs> sneakers of the world that they're, everybody. They're not the gray Steve Jobs New okay, Balance. Okay, but they they're... are fucking New Balance dad sneakers, <laughs> Okay. okay? And you got a weed whacker. I have a weed you whacker. You did. You have a weed whacker. You're fixing shit. Like you are. <laughs> it's like when Chevy Chase in Funny Farm, which is one of our favorite movies. If you have not seen Funny Farm, please go watch it. But also realizing that it's an 80s movie. But oh my God, I feel like you are a chain. Like you literally drove into the driveway and were like, I'm a f- fucking dad <laughs> all right so you were like I, enough of this bullshit like <laughs> hiring people to do your yard work well first I of all right dad so our first weekend right so i i contacted this landscaper right he wanted to charge me to cut the lawn the same like we're on like a oh my qu- god i'm married to my dad now we're on a quarter acre here right he wanted to charge me the same thing we used to have two acres he wanted to charge me the same but he, thing. Nobody was cutting two acres on our yard. It was an acre. Three quarters of it was woods. Not three quarters, but okay. uh, let's say, you know, uh, you know, it doesn't matter, mm-hmm. right? It was a lot more property yeah. than we have now that they were cutting, right? So they went to the charge. So I, I got back to him and I was like, you know what? I'm going to buy me a mower. Mm-hmm. I'm going to do it. Mm-hmm. Right. So that's what I did. So I, I got I got one of them um, 
Electric, the Ryobi, the Home Depot, that no sponsor here whatsoever, right? <laughs> I love the Ryobi stuff. Anyway, it's not going to be our sponsor in a week when we <laughs> sell it on Facebook. Uh, no, I'm not. So, so today, I mowed the lawn for the first time. Does it have like a beverage thing in it that you can put your beer in? <laughs> no, it doesn't. Oh my God. I, no, I have one of those hats with the beer dispensers. Oh, all right, perfect. With a tube mm-hmm. to my mouth. Oh, I'm going to get you one of those. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mowed the lawn. I set up the washer and dryer. Oh, you, well. Oh, for, I'm doing my laundry right now. And it's working. It's working. The and wash I am is done. secretly praying that it ruins it so I can buy you all new clothes. <laughs> it's done. Mm-hmm. And, and the washer's done. Mm-hmm. Now it's in the dryer. If oh, we see smoke, God. we'll see what happens. Okay. But so far, so good. Okay. Right? Um, I put some electrical outlets in. I did oh, the God. hedging mm. on the... Um, on the driveway, mm-hmm. I, I did the the, uh, mm-hmm. the weed whacking along the, the mm. things. So 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 this episode was brought to you by Cosmos. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm 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 fucking drained as hell. Yeah, I'm literally drained as hell. I, this is probably the most drained I've been in a really long time. But yeah, I mean, like this move alone has drained the fuck out of me. Yeah, but you know. You know, it's exhausting, um, stressful, mm-hmm. all those things. But I'm feeling so good and positive about it that it's not like been getting to me and like been draining. You me really in a way. have been in- incredible. Uh, finally, that's all I've been waiting for. I've said that to you so many <laughs> times, and I said it to your mom too. No, uh, you have been incredible. Besides the fact that you didn't buy me any fucking ice cream the other night because right. you were mad at me. Um, I can't believe what you have done. Mm. You have woken up every day. I just got my period, so I don't know if we can have sex tonight. So no. it's probably. Oh, really? Is that the period? Oh. Sex? Is that it? Is that okay? Uh, if if you went back to other episodes, you'd be like, I don't care if you have your period, <laughs> and now you're like, period sex? Is that okay? I don't like period sex, but you've always been like, I don't care. Okay. Okay, but you change your mind all the time. Right. Fine, but if it's fine, I want to go to bed anyway. But. <laughs> I have to say, you have been fucking phenomenal. You Thank really you. have. Like, you wake up in a good mood. And I look at you and I'm like, oh, good morning. And you're like, good morning. <laughs> well, good also. Good morning, Vietnam. <laughs> it really feels like fucking good morning, Vietnam. I you know, Look, I've been trying. Like, I've been trying to. Like, I've been getting positive. I've been working out every I day. I know you have. It's so fucking annoying. No, I'm. it's so helpful. I it's know. So, like, I don't want to do it. I, but, like, I nothing to the extent of what I was doing. Like I'll get up, I'll have my coffee and I'll do 15 minutes, 20 minutes, you know, and that's it. And like, I, it's, it's just easier to I get to. I don't want to do 15 or 20 minutes. it just makes me feel so much better. I want so a breakfast burrito. <laughs> I don't want to do it. I don't want to. You just push yourself to do it and you I feel so pu- much better. I don't want to do it. And then I come home after work, I'm exhausted, I do it again. No, you and, do not. Oh, yeah. Oh, you fucking suck. Yeah. Ugh, you do it twice? Oh, no, we're not having sex ever. (laughs) Really? It feels so much better. Yeah. Oh, I hate you. It changes your whole, like, being. Like, just just 15 minutes. So does binge watching a show. It's all I'm like, I love this show. All it takes. No, no thanks. Nope, nope. Good. All right, good for you. Yay, (laughs) thumbs up. Uh Uh-huh. No, I hate you. <laughs> really? Twice a day? Yeah. Ew, that's such a turn off. I Ugh. love it. <laughs> nope, 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 nope. Okay, on that note. All right. Thanks, All right. guys. Well, thanks. Yeah. And I, you know, this was a, 
This was a labor of love, this episode. You know, we're both fucking crazy tired. Yeah, we were just trying to catch up with where we are. Yeah, but we appreciate you guys sticking around. (laughs) And um, yeah, and pretty soon the podcast studio hopefully will be done. And, you know, we'll be like back to regular... I don't yeah, know. I'm I excited so. about it. I think it sounds okay. Like I don't. I'm it sounds okay, but I'm excited to have like it feel like a podcast studio and yeah. not like just a room in our house that we're using. It. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. No, we got to set it up with like the video. Like we said that two years ago too. But like. Oh no, we are time this to, time. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We are. We are. We have somebody who's doing it. Okay. So we're oh, cool. Yeah. All right. Mm-hmm. Great. All, All right, right, guys. Yeah. Day night questions. Uh, please buy them. Yeah, buy them. Buy them. <laughs> sure. Buy them. We love you. <laughs> love you All guys. All right, love you. Bye. Bye.